my. Throwback. Throwback day. It's uh, Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. And uh, I could see John Mishota now from uh, The Athletic kind of bobbing his head a little bit uh, to some of that. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of getting back into my era. Uh, John, you were probably still uh, – you may have been like in grade school when that, when that song dropped. But uh, happy draft day to you. How are you uh, – how are you feeling about things? Do you uh, – How's your how's your how are all your mocks? Have you kind of looked at uh, how many mocks do you think you've checked out over the course of uh, the build up to this draft? Oh wow! Uh, I'd say checked out at probably I don't know fifty, uh, and then probably done five or six myself. So uh, yeah, uh, pretty much is ready for this draft to happen. But to be honest with you, I just don't, and I don't know if if you get the sense from you know not on the radio or on Twitter or whatever. Like I just, there's nothing that they're going to do in this draft. That's going to get the fan base that, that fired up. I mean, you know, the, the, the rumors you hear about trading up, and if they do that, there's a chance that a good chance that it's for an offensive tackle. Like, I don't know, a, a fan base that, that's extremely frustrated right now to try and get like some holes filled immediately. And for this team to, like they say, take the next step. Uh, you know, I just feel like there's a little bit more, um, I feel like people are a little bit more optimistic this time of year, more so than maybe Cowboys fans are this year. I just, I don't think there's much they're going to do in this first round. That's going to get people that doubters to all of a sudden buy in. I, you didn't at that uh, conference we were at the other day, you didn't start kind of buying in to Jerry when he was talking about, you know, he was asked about how he's changed over the years. And he talked for about what about 10 minutes and then said, well, I hadn't really not much has changed. Um, I, you know, I was hoping that had really fired up the fan base. This, this is going to be interesting. Now, what would fire folks up? And of course it'd bring out the naysayers too. Cause it'd be like, oh, you need an offensive lineman, but his eyes could get big. If there's one of those wide receivers that for whatever reason is sitting there. Now, as you've done your mocks of all these players, whether Arkansas, the two Ohio State players, um, uh, you know, uh, the guy from USC, who 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 has the most potential to possibly fall farther further than you would uh, that, that maybe they're being slotted? Would you say? Of all those guys, there's the only one, and that's and that's Traylon Burks. I think that Burks has the potential to be there for the Cowboys. Um, but the other ones, I feel like their stock is super high. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, Jamison Williams. I, I just feel like those guys, they'll be gone by maybe mid-teens uh, and, and 20 at the latest. And so I think Traylon Burks has, has the best chance, you know, the kid you mentioned from Arkansas. And, yes, it would be intriguing. I mean, heck, the Cowboys' last game they played in was against the 49ers and Debo Samuel. So Jerry will love wearing out those parallels. He'll love comparing them to Debo, you know. But, but going back to what my, I was originally saying about the fan base and, and not just fan base, but like people like us that cover the team there are, are probably, I, I would say all of us uh, pretty skeptical over what's happened over the last 25 years. I think w- we would look at it as, okay, so you're replacing Amari Cooper. Like, I don't know how that much, how much that makes your team better than it was last year or even back to what your team was last year. So I'll agree with you that I think that a wide receiver would probably be the best chance to get, the fan the fan base fired up because it's a player that especially an Arkansas kid like that they've had to have seen him play um you know I mean I went to the Arkansas A&M game this year at AT AT&T Stadium I mean he's you don't have to be a scout I mean he jumps off the off the 
you know, the field, you can just tell that he's, he's, he's a beast. He reminds you of Debo Samuel. Like he's not necessarily the guy that's going to be a burner down the field and beat you deep all the time, but he's just big, strong guy, great possession guy would be great in the red zone. I feel like, and you could do some of the stuff you do with Debo with him handing him the ball and running it. And yeah, I, I think that, yeah, there's some, there's some parts of, of his game that I think would be intriguing, but you had three, you had three really good wide receivers last year and, and that really didn't get it done. So uh, I don't, I don't know. It, it it seems like the O line is the most logical choice, and and when they when they stick there and take an offensive lineman early, they've you know they've they've ended up feeling pretty good about it over the years. It's time to kind of restock. Now of those guys like Zion Johnson, um, you know, I uh, Penning is a name I see. Um, I, it's, it's really interesting. You know, some of the players that are mentioned down there, Kenyon green from uh, Texas A&M. And I'm thinking about some of those guards. I know I mentioned one of the tackles, but, uh, uh, is that the most logical thing? If green or Zion Johnson is available there, do you think that's the most likely? And and are you going to change your mock draft like one more time? Or have you, have you finally hit? You know, like you're not going to try to change anything, are you? Are you going to stick with this? No, I'm going to stick with. It. I've I've said Kenyon Green the entire time. I just feel like he's probably got the best chance out of those guards to be there. I think Zion Johnson would be nice too, uh, but most project him to go a few picks before the Cowboys, maybe uh, maybe to the Patriots there, uh, a few few spots in front of the Cowboys. But if he's there, no, either one of them makes sense because. You can see playing multiple positions. You can see either one of them coming in and immediately being the starting left guard. And, you know, Zion Johnson, I always has some position flex where he can play some center. Uh, Kenyon Green uh, has played some left tackle, and there's he might have the chance to be a left tackle, and maybe that's your heir apparent to Tyron Smith. So there are things like that. You mentioned Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, who's the offensive tackle that, you know, I, I would think if they draft him, it, it tells you all you need to know about where they think Tyron Smith's at, uh, especially if they trade up. I mean, that's one of the things that they're trading up to take an offensive tackle. They take an offensive tackle at 24. It just it shows you exactly where they think Tyron is, not only just because of the injuries, but, I mean, Tyron wasn't very good at the end of last season. And, you know, I think people just assume, oh, it's Tyron Smith, you know, uh, you know he's going to be in the ring of honor, Hall of Fame type guy. He's just going to be awesome every year. Well, you know, father time's undefeated, and, you know, his best years are, are probably behind him. So I get that you want to address that. My my whole argument to all of that is is why does it always have to be in the first round? Why did, why can't the Cowboys find some starting offensive linemen in the second round, in the third round, fourth round, fifth round? And there's there's plenty of teams that make it deep into the playoffs that do it that way. I just feel like we're so used to the Cowboys, particularly over the last decade, of just there's a hole on the offensive line. It has to be filled with a premium pick, and so. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think it'll be Kenyon Green. I think that's the, the odds on favor right now is I'm staying at 24 and taking Kenyon Green. Um, but, I mean, there's still so many other holes that they have to fill. John Machota from The Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show. Um, I, I'm trying to remember if you had already moved to town when they had uh, when they took Tyron Smith. Were you already on the scene for, uh, in, in Dallas at the time? That yeah, that's, been that's, 2011. that's the very first draft. Okay. That that was the guy I identified like two months early, and then somebody from the Cowboys talked, you know, decided at the last minute to try to talk me out of that one, and, uh, and you can imagine how elated some of our colleagues were when I uh, when I backed off that pick. Uh, it was uh, that was a tough one. 
because I, I was early to the Tyron Smith party back in the day. Now, I'm curious, John, uh, the, uh, the trade down, they're, they're acting like they have 14 to 16 first-round grades. But, you know, we'll hear no matter who they pick, they'll have a first-round grade on them. And even in the second round, they'll say, oh, we had a you know first-round talent. I mean, they love doing this afterwards. Do, do, you, do you think, like, like a lot of teams out there, uh, that are apparently trying to trade down, that that's the most, if the Cowboys move off a pick, that that's the most likely direction they go? I actually, I don't. I think it's about even whether they move up or down. I think I, mm. I, I would say it's probably 10% chance they move up, 10% chance they move down, 80% chance they just stay at, at 24. Um, because I do think that out of those 14 to 16 guys, there's going to be at least one, if not, two or three of those players that are going to be around probably around picks 14, 16, 18, that I could see them being intrigued to be like, well, if we want to get a guy with a first round grade on him, this is the last guy on our board. We got to move up here. And here's the thing, like the Eagles have a couple picks there, right in that, you know, 18, 20 range there uh, or 16, 18 range. They've done deals with the Eagles before. Um, so maybe they move up there because I, I, there's just some teams that they're, I'll put it this way. If they move up, I think they're going to get one of those offensive tackles and, and they're doing it to probably play the guy at left ta- or left guard and then eventually move him out and be Tyron's successor uh, at left tackle. If they just stay at 24, I think Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson make the most sense. If they move back, I think it's because um, it could be Kenyon Johnson or, or, or Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson, or be, maybe it's because all both of them and Traylon Burks are there and another guy that they like, and they're like, Hey, let's move back three or four spots. Uh, and we'll still get one of these guys and maybe we add, you know, another third round pick or something along with it. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's likely that they move up or move down. I think it's, it's 80% chance. I think they just stay right where they're at. All right. John Mishota has them staying right where they're at and picking at 24. John, what do you, who do you think is the first quarterback off the board and where do you have uh where do you where do you have that quarterback going? I just feel like, and I understand it's an inexact science. Obviously, the Cowboys found Dak in the fourth round, but there's so much time spent on quarterbacks for for there not to be one guy out of this entire group to like elevate themselves or where anybody even thinks they're a lock to be top ten tells you all you need to know about this quarterback mm. class. I mean, it is just it's a mixed bag, and there's you know the ceiling for whoever that you get whoever hits out of this. It's not like you're going to find, I, I just don't see them finding some type of perennial pro bowl. I think you find like a middle of the pack type starter. And so, you know, Kenny Pickett probably is, I would say the most NFL ready, but if, if Malik Willis got in the right system, he got in with the right team. I can yeah. see him having the most success, you know, kind of like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. I don't think Lamar Jackson is, is a perfect fit for every single team, but he's a great fit for the Ravens. If if Malik Willis got with the right team, I could see him being the one that has the most success, though. Do you know the last time it, there were 19 picks before a quarterback went? I'll help you out. I think it was 1987. Can you name uh, trivia with Mosley here? Can you name that quarterback? 1987, and and he was not picked. Uh, he you know the first 19 picks went by. It's the it's the last time that happened. Do you have a guess? Give me one little clue. One little clue. Um, his he, his first the first letter of his first name is J. 
Okay. I'll help okay. you. I can work I'll help with you. It. I'll help you even more. Jim is his first name. Is it 87? Do I have the wrong year? <laughs> oh, is it maybe 97. Yeah, was that 97? It's got to be. Jim oh, Drunken. My, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got this right here. The power of the internet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jim Drunken Miller is the answer to my trivia question. I could have the okay. year wrong. Is it 1997? Okay, yes, 87. 87. Vinny Testaverde went one. Okay, let's try 1997 and see if Jim Drunken Miller where he where he shows up. I just know it was. He's the answer to this trivia question. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I, I mean that's a good one to bring up. Well, obviously, he didn't he didn't do anything. You look at the years when, like, you know, the Christian Ponders or the EJ Manuels were like the first quarterback taken. Like, I, I, any one of these teams drafting top ten, if there's a legit quarterback there that they think has a chance to be a Pro Bowl franchise guy, you're taking that guy in the top ten. And if you don't have a top ten pick, you're trading up into the top ten to get that. And I just I get the sense that this draft just doesn't have it, and that that hurts the Cowboys because obviously they don't need a quarterback. And if, if this was a normal draft with two or three quarterbacks go before 24, that would push some good players back to the Cowboys. But there's a chance that not a single quarterback is taken. There'll probably be at least one pick before the Cowboys, maybe two. But, you know, that's not the usual. The norm is at least three or four. Golly, that would be uh, shocking for the quarterbacks to wait that long. I just like how every year, no matter where he ends up, it's like Carson Wentz. Every every team, every organization feels like they can put him back together. Because if you get picked, it's, it's kind of like that with Sam Bradford. You remember? It's like if you get picked at a certain level, and that's top five in the NFL, you get like at least like seven years to to have a chance at, at all these all these places, you know, it's just it's really strange how it works. But you know, I think oh, I think Sam, Sam Darnold too, Sam Darnold. Too. Yes, yes, and in in somebody, you know, by the start of this season, they'll have themselves convinced. Hey, Darnold's great. He's got a great. He's got everything. And you know what they do? They get the media to buy into it as well. They get they get they get the right people in the media to start spouting that stuff off as well. But uh, anyway. John, I uh, hope you have a great draft night. I uh, I hope you noticed also. I I had to make a I made a very obvious Twitter joke because a couple of years ago I made a joke I thought was obvious joke, and like Bleacher Report and other places went with it as as like the truth. So now I'm gun shy to like make jokes. <laughs> like I have to I have to make them extremely obvious. On draft day, I think I said something like Jerry has asked the scouts, the Cowboy scouting department, not to bother him tonight <laughs> during the oh, yeah. draft. And people went crazy with it. Uh, yeah. It was like no, and there were like I, headlines. Thanks What's that? The humor. And I, and I appreciate it. I know David Hellman, we talked about it. We appreciate it. Um, but that's the thing about Twitter is, is like. There's just so many people that don't get sarcasm, you know, because you can tweet out something like you can go, you can go, oh, <laughs> it looks like Kellen Moore just said on the headset in the middle of a game, we're only running the cool plays from here on and out. Like when I think you tweeted something along those lines and people will take that serious. Like, oh, I wonder which ones the cool plays are. It's like, this is not, we're not being serious. This is not happening. <laughs> yeah, that one had something to do with somebody they were bringing in 
And it was like, would you run? Oh, oh, it was Amari Cooper. And it was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I had somebody asking him, Amari, what are some of the cool plays y'all ran wherever? And boy, people started running with it. I don't know. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to dumb it down, sadly. But, uh, John, I appreciate you. Look forward to uh, your coverage. Loved all your draft notes, your pre-draft notes. Good work. Hayes in the barn. Just relax and enjoy the draft tonight, okay? And then take a peek at some NBA basketball while you're doing it. I will do that, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. You bet. There he goes. John Mishota, the uh, longtime uh, – well, he's been with The Athletic for a few years, but we worked together at the – Morning News and Fox, and so we've been together for a lot of years. Good guy and does a really nice job. All right.